Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Well, good morning again, everyone. So glad that you can join from wherever you are uh, today for a little bit of the Word of God. Um, So grab your Bible, something to take notes with. You're going to want that as we dig in this morning. I just want to say good morning and welcome to everybody who is tuning in. Obviously, uh, River Valley Online and our house churches and also people who are tuning in in the Valley um, and our nation. Everybody has to do this at least once, so I'm going to do it. Hi, Mom. There, I did it. Off to serious preacher. Here we go. All right. Focused, focused. <laughs> and our world, um, Rodrigo, shout out to you, buddy. In the Philippines, I know that you log on every Sunday. You're doing an incredible work there. So thankful for you. So wherever you're tuning in from this morning, thanks for being part of um, what God's doing here in your life and in our world this morning. Um, we're going to dig into a, a section of scripture back going into our Kingdom Culture series, looking at the Sermon on the Mount. And the scripture really needs no introduction. This is a very famous piece of scripture. Uh, It's probably right out there with John 3.16 in that it's so familiar and so quoted by believers and unbelievers alike. It's a very, very popular uh, part of scripture. And we're going to be looking at the golden rule. Now I say that and then automatically you're like, oh yeah, 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 I know that. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. Sunday school stuff. And in its definition, yes, it is really simple. But what we're going to find is what Jesus is actually saying and how we live that out is often very, very tricky, um, especially when we come up against the kingdom of the world. And so that's what we're going to be looking at. We've been taking uh, the Sermon on the Mount out of the book of Matthew. We've been looking at his covering of the Sermon on the Mount. And this uh, specific uh, verse is found in Matthew 7 and verse 12. This is what Jesus says when it comes to uh, the golden rule. He says, do to others whatever you want them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. And you've probably been the recipient of someone who's lived out this rule towards you. You might have even been the person who's lived this out and and treated somebody else this way. This video really sums up very well what the golden rule is all about. So check this out. Okay, so actually not at all, not at all. Don't even, don't even remember that. No, that's, that's a terrible example, <laughs> but I thought it was really funny. Uh, the, the golden rule is placed in the, um, the conclusion. As Jesus wraps up the Sermon on the Mount, he places this in the conclusion. And the conclusion of something is very important. And if you're a communicator or you're a teacher or you're someone who speaks for a living, 
or even someone who sat in a church service, you know that the end is very important because that is what people are gonna walk away with. So it's very important to cover some of your main topics in the conclusion to your message so that people can walk away with it. Now, the golden rule, even though it's, it's quoted here and also in Luke, which is the sister passage with the Sermon on the Mount, um, this isn't the original place that the Sermon on the Mount is found. It actually goes back to the Old Testament and then the book of Leviticus chapter 19. And in that, you can see the golden rule, and it's actually worded this way. Leviticus 19, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against a fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And what's interesting about the golden rule and its original placement and its original wording is it was, it was worded from a negative standpoint. And the video we watched actually probably would fit more into that category of don't do somebody if you don't, don't do something to somebody if you don't want them to do it to you, right? There's this negative connotation. What's interesting about these examples and where it was originally listed in the Bible is that it was listed from a negative and passive place rather than something that motivated people in love towards each other. It actually caused people to kind of be resistant and walk on eggshells around people, hoping that what they did didn't hurt people, didn't ruffle feathers, didn't offend anyone. There was a lot of this kind of connotation around it. But here is the power about what Jesus does with the golden rule is because he takes it from something that is negative and passive to something that is positive and active. He changes it so it actually has some motion to it. No longer is it do not, but rather it is do. And in doing this, what, what Jesus did is he took those things that are listed in Leviticus and he said, listen, no longer do I just want you to have a list of things that you shouldn't do to people. Now what I want you to do is I want you to apply this to your entire life. I want you to put this as, as a filter over your entire life. How you treat people, how you love people, how you interact with people needs to be driven in this way that goes after them to say, I am going to initiate and I am going to do some things to show them how much I love them. So Jesus changes the whole context of this. When we look at the golden rule, here's some, some questions that can help us as we apply it to a filter for our entire life. Here's some questions for you to ask as you would ask these towards other people. Um, how would I want people to treat me when I've made a mistake? When you've messed up, when you've done something wrong, how would you want people to treat you? What about when I'm discouraged? What kind of thing am I looking for somebody to do when I'm discouraged? What about when I'm in need? When there's something going on in my life that I need somebody to reach into my life, what does that look like? What about when you're lonely. When I'm lonely, what am I looking for people to do? And therefore, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna do that towards other people. These are great questions when you're applying this filter to your life. Now, as believers and as followers of Christ, we have a different kind of motivation, or not a different, but an added motivation to the golden rule. See, in the world, the golden rule just says, yeah, treat somebody else like you want them to treat you because you really want them to treat you. It's about you. It's about me. It's about me. It's about me, right? But Christianity takes the golden rule and comes at it from this approach. The goal of the golden rule, if you are a believer in Christ, 
is that you would love other people when they're there in the world or whether they are in the church. You would love them and you would extend the love of Christ to them. And the goal of everything that we do is to point them to Jesus. Now, this is where the combat comes in between the, the, the kingdom of self, the kingdom of the world, and the kingdom of heaven. Because the kingdom of self says, I've been wronged, I've had things that have done to, been done to me, and I've been hurt, and I've been offended, and there's been things that, that cause me to not want to extend love back, not want to extend forgiveness, not want to extend grace. But what the golden rule says in the kingdom of heaven is, is it says this requires you to lay down your personal feelings, your personal emotions that are based on experiences that would cause you to have a hard time treating someone else with this love. And you might be completely justified in your feelings because of your experiences. People have done things to you. They've hurt you. But what the golden rule says is I am going to move past those things and I am going to lay them down. Now here's what sets us apart. We carry the spirit of God in us. And when the spirit of God lives in us, it marks us. Because we are chosen and we are called, we are required, we are commissioned to be different. But not only that, the spirit of God that lives inside you doesn't just mark you to be different, but it also empowers you to be different. Do you know how hard it is to live out the golden rule and to love and to forgive and to go after people without the power of the spirit of God living inside of you? I'll tell you how hard it is. It's impossible. <laughs> We're fallen people. We're broken people. And without the power of God that motivates us and gives us the power to be able to love people, we come up short every single time. The Spirit of God marks you, and the Spirit of God empowers you. The golden rule says this, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I will move past my feelings, I will move past my emotions, I will move past my experiences to a place of selfless love for someone in the way that I would want them to treat me were I in the same circumstance. Now, that sounds really nice. But don't get me wrong that, that you and I have had hurt that has been done to us. We, we've experienced hurt. We've experienced pain. I know, I know you're probably thinking about people right now that have done things and, and, and maybe where you thought you gave some of that up or, or extended forgiveness, you've kind of held on to it a little bit. Maybe that's even towards leadership. Maybe that's towards me. Maybe I've done something to you that's offended you or hurt you. And so it's really hard for us to be able to say, yeah, how am I supposed to move past all of that when I have all this stuff going? I, I, it's really hard for me to move past that to a place of loving that person. The answer is, it comes in the power of the Spirit in you. Another thing about the golden rule is that the golden rule is a rule of initiative. Here's what I mean by this. The golden rule doesn't work by just sitting back and expecting and wanting somebody else to come and initiate with you first. The golden rule doesn't say, I'm going to do unto others as I would want them to do unto me after they do it to me first. 
<laughs> that's, not, that's not the normal. That's way too many words. No, what Jesus is saying is you take the first step. You go after somebody. If there's something that needs to be addressed in other people, or if you want to experience love, you want to experience friendship, you want to experience everything that that person might have to offer, you initiate. See, too many of us are keeping people bound in unforgiveness. Because we say, I'm not going to show initiative to that person. and They hurt me. I was hurt by them. They did something that hurt me, that offended me. And so it's going to be really hard for me to take the initiative to do that. But what happens is every time that there's unforgiveness in our life towards somebody, every time there is offense, then that thing just festers and it grows and it keeps you in bondage and it keeps the other person in bondage because there can't be healing that comes unless there is a, uh, an openness and an initiation off of one side to deal with it. Now, this is so true in the church and in the world, but I want to talk about the church for a second here. Inside the church, people, someone hurts you. Someone does something that offends you. This is what the Bible says in Matthew 18. You are to go to that person. If you're offended by somebody, you go to them and you confront them about it. And that confrontation, even though that comes, sometimes seems like, wow, I don't know if that's right. That confrontation to them is actually the initiation that will bring freedom in your life and freedom in their life. But without that confrontation, it can't happen. What about this spin on it? If you want to experience love and acceptance from some person, then you have to extend love and acceptance. The golden rule says you want them to be friends with you, then you be a friend to them. It's initiative. Man, I really want to be friends with that person. Go after them. Guys, we're one body. For you to extend a text or a phone call or a Facebook message to say, hey, I'd love to have coffee with you. I've been thinking about this a lot. I just really like to connect with you. We're in the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. That's allowed. But this is what Jesus is asking us to do inside of the church. One of the biggest weapons that the enemy uses in the church is isolation. Right now we experience that in physical isolation, right? Uh, in house church, you can even be isolated there. Or, or even if you come in a large uh, a corporate gathering, there can be isolation there that takes place. But natural proximity brings isolation. The other thing that brings isolation is offense. And the enemy knows this and he uses this. And he says, listen, that person hurt you. Guard yourself. Have self-preservation because you don't want to continually get hurt by themselves. The problem that I see with this is that you and I were never supposed to be people of self-preservation. We were supposed to be people of God-preservation. So what about boundaries? What about lines and all that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. But that comes from a place of yielding your life to God and letting him do a work in your life and through your life to somebody else rather than you saying, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and do it myself because I have to guard myself. Let God guard you. Let him fight your battles for you. You don't need to do that. You need to be a submitted son or daughter of the king and let him come and work through you to bring healing to somebody else. So the truth is this, offense will come. It always will. It always will. 
And the only choice that we have is whether we are going to allow that offense to trap us in unforgiveness or whether we're going to allow it to be an opportunity to extend the love of God to another brother or sister in Christ. We have that choice and it's a hard choice to make, but Jesus is saying, listen, if you're going to be my followers, I'm asking you to be a little bit different. But, but the hurt, I get it. Jesus says, let me work on that with you. And then you turn around and because of my spirit in you, you go and you approach somebody else and you initiate a conversation that needs to be had. We're not supposed to be silo Christians. We're not supposed to be silo people. We weren't intended to be that way. And yet unforgiveness and offense and hurt causes us to, to be lonely, to be isolated. Jesus is saying, no, I got so much more for you. I have such a better way for you. This is what the golden rule does. I'm gonna end with this. Paul talks here and he writes in Galatians to kind of sum all this up, Galatians 6. He said, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. (laughs) Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. Hurt, bitterness, offense. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what's good. Let's not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Now, I'm not speaking to you as somebody who has it all figured out. I'm not speaking to you as someone who's perfect. I'm speaking to you as someone who has been hurt and has hurt. And I know that I'm speaking to people who have been hurt and have hurt. And what I think we need to walk away with today is Jesus saying, listen, I love you. And if you're my kids, boy, I really, really desire for you to be my ambassadors of love to people. And let it start in the church. Let it start in the church. So this week as you leave, as we conclude, think about this as you process the golden rule going into this week. Think about this. What conversation of forgiveness do I need to have this week? What conversation of forgiveness do I need to have this week? What invitation do I need to extend? And what act of unmerited kindness do I need to perform? Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. Um, God, it's a lot. And we realize that. But God, we know that you give strength to the humble and you give grace to the humble. So Father, we ask you to come and to fill our hearts and to touch our hearts today, Father. 
where we have had unforgiveness, where we've held things against other people, where we've held people in bondage and captivity because of that. Father, I pray that today you would come to cleanse our hearts. You would come to heal our hearts and that we would be people that are motivated by the love of Christ to initiate conversations, to extend forgiveness, to go after people even when it's hard. God, let us be people who are willing to do the hard things. Why? Because you have empowered us to do that. So help us this week as we go, Father, to even process some of these questions. Who do we need to talk to this week? God, would you, would you just enlighten those to our spirit and our heart today, God? We love you so much. Amen. Well, I hope you're okay. This was a little bit heavier today. <laughs> it was a little bit deep, but I, I hope you can walk away encouraged and strengthened, strengthened more than anything else to say, you know what? God has given me his spirit and I can walk in that in relationship with other people. Love you so much. Hope that you have a great conversation in House Church. If you're online, thanks for tuning in today. Love you so much. We will see you guys, not next week online, no church online next week. See, it's in the conclusion. I'm, I'm bringing this in full circle because I want you to remember these things and walk away. Oh my goodness. No church next week. Instead, we're at the Bope's house at 1 p.m. in the afternoon for a picnic, for water activities. We're going to have baptisms. The Fortins are going to be there back from sabbatical. You're not going to want to miss it. And then we'll be back online the next week. We love you. Have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.